This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is Wealth Puzzle Radio. It's Mike Mansfield and Tony Shore here to entertain you on your Saturday or weekday if you're playing the podcast. But, uh, you know, as always, got a lot of good things to talk about today. Tony, man, how you been? Thanks for joining us. Oh, I wouldn't miss the Wealth Puzzle for anything. I love it. That's good. That's good. I always learn something. I always find the missing piece uh, when I listen to the show. Is that what I'm it is? always missing a few pieces. What's the most and, important uh, piece, right? The most important piece of a financial puzzle, when you're sitting there as a couple usually trying to figure out what you're going to do, you've got like 5,000 puzzle pieces, <laughs> but you have no idea what the final picture looks right. like, so you can't put it together. Oh. But in comes riding on a, a white horse, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. shining on a white horse riding in comes Michael Mansfield holding the box lid. Oh, always. Yeah. Jeez, I could picture, picture that. The picture on the box lid is the most important piece, Mike. Gosh, as you described that, I could just picture it. Somehow yeah. I was 20 pounds lighter, though, in my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The imagination we can knock off, maybe even 50. Let's, <laughs> let's be honest with ourselves. That's funny. The um well, yeah. well hey we got a lot to talk about today but as always we always want to start so things have changed over the years with the show how we present it um where you can access it so for all of our listeners um you know obviously we we play this on the radio on on KVTA on Saturdays at noon but the idea is if you want to listen to this at a different time you want to share it with a friend you heard something interesting you want your friends to hear it you can always subscribe and download our podcast so there's a couple ways to do that one way is if you go to our our radio show webpage with is wealthpuzzleradio.com wealthpuzzleradio.com right there on the home page right in the middle there's three different buttons depending on how you would want to access and subscribe to our podcast uh, i think it's uh what is it tony it's um itunes google play google and play, spotify spotify so those are the three big ticket ways to sign up to listen to our podcast so that's a good way once again to share this information with your friends to re-listen to it to, you know, put something on to fall asleep at night. <laughs> no, uh, what? no energize. Uh, it's something oh, to we're supposed to, to ramp you up. Work That's out. right. This is our, this is your, this should be your, your gym beat. Woohoo. At the gym on the treadmill. Listening to this Yeah, morning jog, morning workout. Well, good. Listen to the podcast. Yep. Well, let's do it, man. There's a lot to talk about. There's always a lot to talk about. You know, it's well, a, what are we talking about today? Well, you know, it's funny. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what the stock market's going to do tomorrow. I don't know if it's going up or going down or sideways. And I don't think really anybody else has a crystal ball. But there are a lot of good things that are used as tools to help try to understand in a very informed way what we think the stock market universe is going to do. And it's kind of funny because attitudes have eroded. People have gotten very pessimistic, very negative. After 2018 of having one of the rockiest and and really the first negative year in almost a decade, 
people are a little worried, a little stressed out, a little alienated. Every headline on the news is a little exhausting. And so it's tough because you don't know what to do, you know, and, and to be fair, I feel the contagion from your friends and family. People walk in and say, Oh, what are we going to do? My friend said this. And I, you know, so you start to feel that everybody is universally starting to be a little freaked out. Maybe that's good though, Tony. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we have to pay attention. That's for sure. I don't know if freaking out is good, but uh, waking up and paying attention and getting things done, right? Hey, that's, a, that's what we that's need to do. That's probably a great point right there. You know, you, you know, one of the problems is when the stock market moved along pretty well between 2016 and 2017 is people became a little complacent with their decisions. Even people coming into my office, they didn't want to rebalance. They didn't want to readjust. They didn't want to reevaluate to any great degree. And I got a lot of rebuttaling feedback of, well, you know, let's just kind of wait and see. Let's, uh, let's look for the top stuff like that. And, you know, people were uh, rudely introduced to the top, you know, in the beginning of 2018. So you got to be conscious of that. But you know, there's a fun, there's all these lines, Tony, and the, everybody's got these, these one liners in the investment world. And one of the, one of the one liners though, that is kind of interesting is that bull markets climb a wall of worry. What? You ever heard that? A bull, no, I a bull market climbs the wall of worry. What do you think that means? Um, that means, uh, bull markets, uh, they're going up, but people are constantly fretting uh, when the drop is going to happen? Correct. So in a late stage bull market, they climb a wall of worry. So people become pessimistic. They become negative. They become concerned. They become worried and they don't think it's going to go anymore. So they you know, make their decisions based on that. And oftentimes those final legs of a mature bull market tend to surprise people. Um, so I think that that's interesting because we're certainly in a time period of worry. There's a lot of pessimism, a lot of negativity. And to be fair, for good reason. Stock market's done good for a long time, and there's just a lot of drama in the news, Tony. A lot of a lot of headlines, a lot of negativity, you know, and that freaks people out. And I totally get it. Yeah, yeah, it does. And now that you've given one of your favorite liners Ooh. that are are yeah. pretty common out That's there, yours. your one liners, uh, I'll give you a couple of mine. Okay, I've been slimed uh, is one of uh, them. That's a good and one. Uh, yeah. back off, man. I'm a doctor. We came, we saw, we kicked it. Oh, those are all from Ghostbusters. I love them. I love them. Yeah, mine weren't really financial. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, Uh, I'm sure someone would find a way to incorporate that into financial stuff. Oh, I'm sure. Well, if you gave it some thought, I'm sure you could do it yourself. Absolutely. But but talking about this, so the wall of worry. So the reason I brought that up was because everybody's a ninny negative pants, and I wanted to, you know, Put some perspective on that. So 2018 yeah. last year, Tony, in the beginning of the year, everybody was talking, oh, my gosh, the stock market's awesome. It's going to go up forever. It's the most magical thing on earth. Yep. And then it got really rocky and it, it crashed in the end of January into February. And then it slowly, slowly worked its way out of the mess. And what I thought was interesting is every single day I get like, you know, 200 emails And it's all junk emails and it's all investment emails and everybody with an opinion and everybody with a thought. And then I go ahead and I add that to the, all the reading that I do. I read a lot of magazines I receive. I look online and go to some research websites. And so there's a lot of things that I follow for information. 
And what's funny is I feel like analysts, Tony, have this bad habit of like following the wave of the market. And so it was funny because mid last year, kind of like the June, July timeframe, the stock market was finally rebounding and starting to creep back up to all time highs. And all the analysts, you know, as general thought, not everybody, but as a general thought, were saying, hey, earnings for 2019 on all these companies, they're, they're going to be decent, you know, probably 10%, maybe a little more. And then September 20th happened, September 20th, 2018, the market started to implode. It was the beginning of the bear correction. Perhaps you remember that. And what was funny was all of a sudden by like October after this big correction, all those analysts that were saying we're going to have this kind of 10% plus earnings for 2019, everyone's like, oh yeah, you know, a single digit, maybe 5%, something like that. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be okay. Um, and then December, the market's just imploding before Christmas. Oh yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden, all these analysts opinions, I start hearing this stuff and all of a sudden everyone's saying, oh, earnings next year, oh, ugh, man, what gloom. are we going to do? Doom they they might gloom. be flat. They might be negative. Yeah. And it was funny because isn't that just ironic that everybody seems to have a bad habit of, of judging their decisions kind of based on the moment, based on the direction, based on what's going on in the general market. You're talking about uh, positive, staying positive, even amongst all the negativity out there in the markets, That's right. the financial world, right? That's right. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of negativity, but like I, I was joking yep. earlier, the, the bull market climbs the wall of worry. Now, granted, the bull market might be over. Might all crash down tomorrow. We will certainly see. But as I was saying before the break is analysts in 2018 had spent a lot of time talking about, we'll say this erosion of earnings expectation from companies in 2019. They had went from, you know, 10% plus to 5% to negative to flat kind of a thing right at the end of the year. And so it's nice because once a week it's, you know, we're now, you know, getting well through earnings season here in the first quarter. And it's nice. Once a week, I get these earnings updates um, on how the earnings are going. And I thought that this was very fascinating because of all the people last year that were touting their opinions of how things would go and how they would work and all of this. And so far, you know, from the last update I have, so this is probably going to be a little even outdated because it's just a once a week update that I get. But approximately half of the S&P 500 companies have reported earnings. Any guesses, Tony, where the average year-over-year -year growth is on those companies? Uh, it's up. It's up. But what? Yeah. What was their fourth quarter 2018 earnings? Because they're supposed to be negative or flat. What do you think it was? Any guesses? I don't know. It was up. Negative a thousand. So on average for the S&P 500, Earnings growth rate is up 12.4%. Oh, wow. That's more than I, I was going to guess seven or eight. Right. I, for, I I didn't realize it was that. Well, much. remember, people were saying 10, then they were saying five, then they were saying flat to negative. Well, now they're up 12.4% on average. Now, granted, more earnings are going to come out. And who knows if that number will shift. But what I can tell you is it's actually been increasing every single week as more earnings come in. And so I thought that that was fascinating because how could that be? You know, according to all analysts, this is, you know, supposed to be the, the recession year when it's all over. But how are our companies still doing reasonable? How are they still making money and growing and things like that? To me, this was a phenomenal report and it just speaks to kind of the underlying integrity of the economy that still exists. 
but certainly doesn't exist in people's minds or hearts, it seems. Right. Yeah, that's the problem uh, right there. And so where's the disconnect? Why are we so negative? Well, because people are emotional creatures, I think, Tony, and people just have a bad habit of using um, one of the most fundamentally screwy things in behavioral finance, and that's memory bias. People have a very bad habit at looking at the recent past and using that to dictate the future. And so that's what you know I, I felt was even happening when I was reading all those analyst things from the mid-summer of 18 through the end of the year is when the market was going up, everybody was very positive saying that 19 was going to be a good year. And after September 20th, Tony, when things started to roll over and the more it rolled over and the more it got negative, the more negative everybody got, you know, so are you just yeah. following the trends? I mean, gosh, I remember 2016, worst stock market open of all time. Markets down, I don't know what, 12, 14%, kind of from January to February. And for that month, everybody, I, I just remember so many headlines telling me they said recession. The recession's coming. This is it, everybody. Recession is here. It's all over. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. Jack Bogle, um, founder of Vanguard, he recently passed away. So older gentleman, been around a long time, very stable, you know, very down to earth. He was being interviewed in 2016 on CNBC and the person interviewing him on one of these days where the Dow Jones is down 500 points. They said, ah, this is terrible. What should people do, Jack? And he said, you know what the problem with everybody is, is they have a very bad habit of following the stock market. You should huh? never follow the stock market, Tony or listeners. You should follow Why economics. Why did he say that? Oh. I'm sorry. I cut you off there. I was so excited. I was like, I was like in it for the moment. And well, so we should, we shouldn't, well, I interrupted you. You said we shouldn't follow the market. We should follow economics. Yeah, what do you mean? That's what Jack Bogle said. He said, if the economics are reasonable, if they're sound, if they're not eroding, then the stock market will always return to what it's supposed to be because the stock market in the moment is emotional. It runs off of headlines. It gets upset. It's paranoid. But the math is the math at the end of the day, and it will always ride itself if the math is still there. And as almost as quickly as he said that, the stock market rebounded in February and set all, you know, all-time highs in 2016. And it was funny because how come in January every smart analyst was saying we were going into a recession? Yeah. You know, it's it's amazing to me that disconnect that when the market's going down, everybody jumps on board that it's all over. When the market's going up, everybody jumps on board that it's all up. And that's a tough pickle. The reality is, is we need economic information. We need data to make informed decisions about the predictions of the market over the long haul. The market's always going to be volatile. You know, all we need is a you know, a political event, a, a terrorist event, a, you know, something that is very overwhelming in the media and on the news and very upsetting as a society. But unfortunately those things will drive the market up and down, even though they don't have a major, major mathematical impact on the true economics of the stock market. Yeah. And, so, and it can get confusing and there's so many different voices and talking heads out there, you know, well, I agree. Spouting, and so spouting fundamentals. advice and negativity, right? Yeah. But that's why you need fundamentals. You need facts. Let, let's talk about 2019. What are the things that we need to have a good 2019 in the stock market? Maybe that's a maybe we should have a punch list because I, I wrote one down here of what I think. Should we read it or yep. should it be my secret? 
No, I, I wish you would share, precious. Michael. I'm not going to share this, it with anybody. This is why you have a radio show. That's why they gave you the microphone. All right, so let's let's think about some of the things that we need that if we could get, and remember, none of this has to do with, to any great degree, you know, politics and emotions and drama. These are just the economic facts that I think would, would help appease a very positive stock market in 2019. And to be fair, it's already been a good year overall. But step one. We need some GDP. Remember gross domestic product? That's the all the costs and good services sold. We need that to continue to expand. And the way that I perceive it is we need to see the U.S. economy measured in GDP expand at least 2 to 2.5%. Two if we had that, there's still expansion going on. There's still growth. There's still positivity. The economy is still doing something. And so that's kind of step one is we need to see that basic expansion. As long as the economy is expanding... That's always positive for underlying investments because that means that money is being spent. Consumers are spending money. Things are happening. So there's step one, Tony. Yeah. Just remember, I'm going to, I'm going to have a little quiz at the end of this. So I hope you're paying attention. I am totally paying attention. Well, we need corporate earnings also to do something positive in 2019. Now, it's funny yeah. because the way that I perceive it is they need to be at least 5%, but the closer they are to 10%, the better the stock market will do, which, you know, is kind of should be self-fulfilling prophecy in and of itself. And it's good. We're already off to a good start. We're already averaging 12.4%. So we're ahead of the mark for that piece of the puzzle to help carry us through 2019. Now, granted, things change, things erode. We need all the earnings to come in to really see where we ended up. But at least we're on the right side of it so far. So knock, yeah. knock on wood. Here. I'm, I'm knocking yeah, on all the wood exactly. I can find here. Yeah, yeah. We want to be. We want to stay on that side of it. Absolutely. Right? So let's take another quick break oh, yeah. here before yeah, we gosh, continue. That always creeps up on us, man. So look, if you're well, listening, I just want you to have a chance to let the listeners know how to get a hold of. Absolutely. Them. So if you're listening and you have questions, if you don't have a proper retirement income plan. If you don't know where your income's coming from or you don't understand your tax liability in retirement, if you don't have your estate planning completed, if you just need some general help with organizing your financial picture, your financial puzzle perhaps, give me a call. This is what I do. I'm more than happy to offer you a complimentary consultation where we'll talk through some of these things. I'll give you a copy of one of my books, probably how your financial planner failed you. The reason I like that book is it really is a, a very basic template outline of how I approach retirement income planning. That way you can understand the way my, my mind thinks, the way that I'm evaluating things, the way I'm organizing your puzzle pieces. But give us a call, 805-500-7035. Remember, you can subscribe to our podcast so you can listen to these shows later. You can share them with your friends, whatever that may be. The easiest way to track down subscribing for the podcast, remember it's Wealth Puzzle Radio. Um, or excuse me, I guess technically it's probably called the wealth puzzle, but go to wealth puzzle radio, wealth puzzle radio.com and you can subscribe to our podcasts. And I, I encourage everybody to listen to this stuff. I encourage everybody to shoot me emails and make an appointment. Remember we've been voted number one in the last two years as West Ventura County's best financial planning firm for a reason, because we put a lot of time, a lot of energy into not just selling you stuff, but rather helping you fix your problems, helping you organize the equation, the puzzle, the process that you need to have a healthy, happy, functional retirement. Remember, in life, you don't want to accident, you don't want to hope you die early. We want to plan in case you accidentally live too long. And that's important. 
you don't want to run out yeah. of money, that's what we're here for to help you out with. Give us a call, 805-500-7035. We're going to take a quick little break, and we will be back to continue our list of things that we need to make the stock market happy. All right. Thanks, Michael. And listeners, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of Michael Mansfield here on The Wealth Puzzle right after this. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from The Lynn Group by visiting thelingroup.com or calling us at 805-500-7035. And welcome back to The Wealth Puzzle. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. Our host is none other than Michael Mansfield from The Lind Group. And we're being positive today, Michael. Oh, we are. We're happy, aren't we? Right? I'm positive. I'm happy, man. I, yeah. yeah. I think the universe is good. Yeah, that's good. My life is good. It can be. We need to keep a positive attitude no matter what we're hearing out there, right? Absolutely. So look, so how what do we were we do talking it? about? We were talking about my magic list of, oh my gosh, if I could check all the boxes, I would pretty darn hope that the stock market would have a very reasonable year. And so we talked about right. the U.S. economy expanding, the GDP expanding at least 2 to 2.5%. Two that would be fantastic. We talked about corporate earnings in 2019 coming in. And the closer to 10%, the better. And already year to date, the last update I saw, we're at like 12.4%. So things are going good in the corporate earnings arena. The next things, though, that we need to do to kind of wrap up my magic list of wants and needs. This is like a, it's like a Santa Claus Christmas shopping list here or something. These are all the things I want, Tony. Please, <laughs> I love this please list. get them for me? The, uh, I'll um, try. So look, the, the Federal Reserve has to you know, sit on their hands a little bit. Obviously, the Federal Reserve accelerated interest rate increases over the last number of years. They have a Fed funds rate currently sitting at two and a quarter to two and a half percent. It would be nice if they limit that to one or two more raises this year. We just went through a cycle where they didn't raise. It was very positive for the market. I think everybody saw that. They said, we're not going to do it. And the market went up, I, I can't remember, 400 points or something that day. So that would be good if the Federal Reserve can <clears throat> take it easy a little bit with their tightening policy. Then, yeah. well, let's talk current events, man. We really do need some very healthy resolution to the trade war with China. It's just dragging on a long time. Nobody wants to be in a trade war, Tony. The president doesn't. China doesn't. It's not good for anybody. But everybody's playing some pretty heavy hands of poker here. And so we've got to get that resolved. You know, if we can get that resolved, once again, that should be very positive for the general markets. It will quell a lot of global issues. And if we could actually get a trade deal that was reasonable, that would be cool, too. I mean, just not that long ago, Tony, one of the proposals coming out of China was that they would look for an equal trade balance within six years. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, we've never had that. That would be incredible. What a cool thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be awesome. I'd yeah, we got to get that. One of the things I jotted down was we need the government to end the shutdown. Now, that's an ironic line item because they already have, but I meant more so end it for good because, <laughs> you know, it might it might creep up again pretty quickly here. We need to get a, a budget in Congress and, and all of that stuff. Those things will really help mellow out the U.S. economy because we want consumers to be confident. We want consumers to be happy to go out and spend money. 
And I feel that things like the government shutdown can hinder that because people just start getting that contagion fear of, oh my gosh, the government's not paying people. What, you know, what's next? Am I in trouble? Is there a problem? We just got to be mellow with some of that stuff. You know, the, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, that's just a tough pickle, you know, and, and it's it's tough because I get b- both sides of the argument and, you know, we'll see what happens. But in any case, the last one is actually international stuff. International economies, I feel, need to display some basic stabilization to their their growth rates and their growth projections. You know, the IMF, the International Monetary Fund recently downgraded their growth expectations but you know what? It's funny. I mean, we get really hung up on that stuff. They went from like 3.7% to 3.5. Well, you know, that's still higher than the U.S. growth rate projections. So that's True. good. But, yeah. you know, so that's kind of my magic wish list, my friend, of things that, oh, my gosh, if we could accomplish some of this stuff, we should have a very reasonable year. doesn't mean we're not going to have a volatile year. doesn't mean there's not a lot of drama baked in. But I think that 2019 is making up to be a very reasonable stock market year. Tony, one of the things I've learned over the years is people have a very bad habit of transitioning into retirement with everything that they learned in their in their younger years of growing money. In your accumulation phase of life, what did you do? You saved, you invest, you grew. Yep. You save, you invest, you grow. That's all you keep doing. And all of a sudden, now you retire. You can't have those same attitudes in retirement because you're not saving anymore. And if you're still fully invested in the stock market and the stock market goes down in the year that you need to pull money out of your investments, that's a phenomenon called reverse dollar cost averaging. It blows your account up. So you never pull money out of your stock markets as income. You got to be a little more conservative than that. But the stock market money exists for long-term growth, hedging against taxes and inflations. So it's relevant for most people. You just have to be careful how you use it. So Boy, I got rattling off there, Tony. I'm sorry, man. I don't want you to. I want you to get a couple words okay. in here today. But <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. I, you're the man with the plan. I got excited. Uh, I'm. I'm just along up. for the ride. Well, hey, we're out of time for today's show. It flew by. Is there anything else you want to add, Michael? Yeah, we, we appreciate go? all of our listeners. We appreciate all the feedback and emails and questions and thoughts we get from you guys. So don't hesitate to ever send us an email if you have a question, if you have a topic you want us to talk about. Remember to sign up for our podcast. Remember to go to our website. Sign up for a free consultation with me. We can talk about all this stuff. We can create a retirement income plan, some cash flow analysis, help you understand your taxes, help you understand your risk tolerance and how you have your accounts invested properly. Just give me a call. It's 805-500-7035, 805-500-7035. We're located on Victoria, right smack dab in the middle of Ventura, so we're super duper easy to find. And other than that, I'm going to release everybody back to their days to enjoy their weekend or if they're on their podcast, enjoy the rest of their week. And we will be back same time, same place next week. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone.
Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lynn Group LLC. The Lynn Group LLC and the Lynn Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lynn Group LLC, the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.